Welcome to the Online Business Mom Podcast. Whether you're looking to start your journey to work from home or have an online business and looking to grow, you've definitely come to the right place. Every week, you'll find support in starting and growing a profitable online business, all while rocking it as a mom. Let's dive in with your host, Lauren Schuyler. Hey, lovely online business moms. This is Lauren Schuyler. We're so excited to have you here today. So today we have an awesome episode with another amazing guest. She is a blog and Pinterest manager raised in California. She is a single mom, so she totally gets me. (laughs) And she has worked in the corporate world, and she's going to take us on a journey on how she went from her corporate job into actually starting a virtual system business and now specializing in Pinterest management. So let's welcome Melanie Fountain. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be uh, on the Online Business Moms group tonight and to chat with all of you. Yes, we're so excited to have you here. So let's just pretty much dive in because okay. again, this is going to be a journey on how you went from point A to point B how that looked for you, maybe, you know, even to encourage a mom who's wanting to start an online business, whether a virtual assistant Mm -hmm. or um, specializing in Pinterest management, we just want to take them through what that looked like from an actual mom herself. Okay. So the first question I have for you is what exactly did you do in the corporate world? Like what type of jobs did you come from? So I think the I think the question more of is what didn't I do? <laughs> I I uh, I kind of did a little bit of everything from retail. I worked at Walt Disney World for about six months. Ooh. I um and then I eventually got into administrative executive assistance, which I did for about five years, and uh, mostly in healthcare fields. Um, I I worked in the Bay Area for a while at one of the at John Muir Hospital, if anybody's familiar with. And then I went into uh, and then I moved up to the Sierra Foothills where um. Uh, for those that are familiar with that, and I, and then I got into nonprofit. So, and that's where I made the transition from an executive administrative assistant to outreach and marketing. So, and then, but with the outreach and marketing in a nonprofit, you're working long hours and you're doing the, you know, some events are until eight o'clock at night, and some of them are at five o'clock in the morning, and your schedule is kind of a little crazy. And as you moms know, I'm sure that can get a little hectic when you're raising little ones to not have that consistent schedule. So. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, I just, I'm kind of a little bit interested. So, how is it working at Disney? <laughs> you know what? Um, don't go. <laughs> For, I was in food service, so if you can imagine eighty thousand people, oh my goodness, in a in a food service restaurant, it's a little crazy. But I do have to say, it was really awesome having free admission for you know being able to go uh, at Walt Disney World, being able to go on rock and roller coaster twenty times in a row. So, I'm, <laughs> but it was um, but it was an experience. It was my first real time away. I was eighteen, and it was it was a huge learning experience being able to manage your time and your money and doing you know it was like your first time out. Plus, then you know you get to be you get to. S- see all the behind the scenes Mickey Mouse on your employee bus and you're like oh my gosh I'm sharing a seat with Mickey right now absolutely I know I've even googled like those articles 
you know the articles where it's like, what is it really like working at Disney? You know what I mean? Because we see it this way, and then there's that way. But um, yeah, I'm just wondering that. So that was even before you had your daughter then, right? You were That was pre-daughter. I had my daughter okay. when I was uh, 21, and I've been a single mom since I was 22, and I went when I was 18. So that was a few, a few years before that. <laughs> So Melanie and I actually have that in common. I had my daughter, so what, 2013 then, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I guess we're like in the same thing. My daughter is six as well. So hopefully sometime we can get together and let them have like a little play date or something. That would be awesome. Yes, that would be awesome. But then I know you mentioned um, like the administrative, executive work and stuff. So right. I can fully see how you were able to utilize the skills mm -hmm. that you already had to be able to start your own business. And that's what I stress to moms who are wanting to start their business is they don't know where to begin or anything, but they already have these awesome skills. Mm -hmm. Even the moms who have, you know, been stay at home moms, it's like, are you handling the budgeting? Are you paying all the bills? Are you organizing? Are you doing all these things? Funny story really quick. When I got, when I had to jump back into a nine to five, I actually put household manager on my resume. Yes, that's really what you are. A homemaker. <laughs> exactly. I, I could not agree more. And, and even when you're, you know, um, if you're any skills, you can be in retail and you have customer service experience. You can, you know, you, you you talk to people and, and you pay your bills and if you know how to log into a computer you actually know more than a lot of people so you know just take those skills and run with it definitely i couldn't agree more because like i shared in my first episode before i started doing online business moms i too was a virtual assistant so that is exactly what i did i you know which leads me to the next question which was what was your breaking point or motivator that led you to leaving your corporate job and diving into starting your own business well when I was, so the last job that I had, it was, like I said, it was inconsistent schedules and I actually applied for another position for more money in the company that I was, um, that I was qualified for. And then when I didn't get the position for a newcomer because they didn't want to pay me, you know, it's always has to kind of come with money with those sort of things. Right. And that was when I, when I kind of realized that, you know, when, um, and then, I'm actually really glad I didn't get that position because I would have felt like I needed to stay there. So, um, so that was the kind of the point where with inconsistent schedules and the, and the kind of the air quote dead end job sort of situation, I was, I, I, I just kept thinking to myself, there has to be something more than this. There has to be something more than struggling paycheck to paycheck to, and also not being, you know, not being able to get it, not being able to go to on my daughter's field trips or even feeling guilty or even getting in trouble for when she was sick. So I have, to, so, and then I, you're online and you start Googling like, okay, I need to figure out what I'm going to do from here. And so you start working out like how to work from home. And then I thought, you know, I think maybe I'll start a blog. And I think, and, and then I said, and that's actually how I got a lot of my, my blogging skills. And then I said, well, this is going to take way too much time. I need to get out of here now <laughs> because I, you know, I was missing out on my daughter's life and as a single mom. And um, I really wanted her to see me happy. And I just wasn't at the end of every day, I was drained and I was tired and I I had nothing left to give because I was giving it all to a job I knew I had no future in. Absolutely, absolutely. I can relate with that too as far as, and blogging is awesome, okay? I 
oh, suggest yeah. that if you like writing, everybody should start a blog. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it does take time to build up the income and everything, you know, because right. I started that route too. And the awesome thing about starting as a virtual assistant is it gives you that quick yes. income injection. You know what I mean? Where exactly. then you can do the other things that you love on the side and kind of build up that stuff. So that is... I'm sure so many moms out there can relate to the, you know, dropping their kids off at daycare. I know that was me. I was the weird mom who would go to my daughter's daycare on my lunch break and just stand there and cry because I'm like, this this is not fair, you know? And I know it's even hard for the moms that have a second income or a husband, you know what I mean, in the house. Right. But when you don't have that that second help or whatever, it's like, you're the breadwinner, you're the mom, you're the dad, yeah. you're the everything, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. So, and now, and then you add a, you know, then you add a business to the loop also, which I have a a question on that. But the next thing is like, what, what did starting your VA business look like for you? What exactly, what tasks were you working on? Because I know VA or virtual assistant can be very broad. Someone who's a virtual assistant can also specialize in Pinterest, but when you're only doing Pinterest, why not just call yourself a Pinterest manager? You know what I mean? Right. So they kind of go hand in hand. It's not just mm-hmm. general admin and everything. So what did that look like for you as a virtual assistant? So um, when I stumbled across virtual assisting, it was like, okay, this is awesome. I have all of, I have a bunch of skills. And so when it, when I first started, uh, I really, st- I really dove in in January. January of this year was really my first month that I was going really hardcore, and I really just applied for anything I thought that I could qu- that I would be qualified for. I started my my business Facebook page. I um I joined a course. I uh, and I was ready to do this thing because I was over the job. So when I when I first started offering my services, I was a general VA. I offered anything from schedule management to customer service emails all the way to social media graphic design anything that i could think of that i could do for somebody and make money i offered it so that was kind of my starting point and then um and then the transition kind of from there is i i really well i love pinterest and blogging and that was what i wanted to do before i even became a va and so i started to as i built a small kind of client base i started to become more selective and then it kind of transitioned over to social media va and then it did transition over to okay now i'm only taking pinterest and blog clients and that's kind of and, and then for like you said from there it's you know why not start to package and niche down and and then start to specialize in strategy and all of that exactly and you know what if you're just starting out where you're like i said wanting to leave your nine to five and you're a mom or you're a stay-at-home mom who wants to make an you know an, an income a full-time income as well when you're first starting out it's it's it makes sense to be able to just start offering all of the skills because I noticed that once you start offering all those skills, you notice which ones your customer or your client starts asking you, you know, more because I, I remember I started off where I was like working with a real estate agent where I had to do like calls and stuff. I'm like, not for me. No, I tried it and cold it's not for me. I'm not cold calling. This is why yeah. I am starting my own business because I'm not doing this anymore. You know what I mean? But then I noticed people wanted specifically graphic creation or Pinterest management, you know what I mean? Or social media management. Mm -hmm. And it was like repetitive. It's like, can you create graphics for me? Can you create graphics for me? You know what I mean? And that's where you're able to transition into, it makes sense where you're able to transition into a specialized being a Pinterest manager now. Right. 
And is that kind of how that worked out for you where you were just doing everything, but then you noticed, was that um, like a task or was that a, a service that your clients were asking you to do? And then you're like, Hey, what was that transition exactly like more in detail? Honestly, uh, it got, it actually got to a point where I was, um, it got to a point where I was a little overwhelmed with all of the tasks. And, and as I went on, I actually started to realize the tasks I didn't want to do, the tasks that I procrastinated on. And, and then I started to feel myself dreading those tasks. And, and, I, and then I started to think, well, I did this. I got into this to do something that I love with the freedom. And, mm -hmm. and that's when I decided that I, I, I loved social media. I loved Pinterest and blogging specifically. And that's when I really started to, um, you know, I had my, my solid client base. And then I just started to be selective because I just started, as time went on, I realized what I actually didn't really like to do. And then I stopped offering those services slowly. Okay. And, and that makes sense because when you're offering all those different services, like you start getting stretched thin, but when you focus on, and that's, and, um, that's what I teach in, in a course for moms who want to start a virtual assistant business is to actually pinpoint their specialty service. Mm -hmm. So yes, you can label yourself as a VA, but if you're only going to offer Pinterest management services, then position yourself as an expert, as a Pinterest manager, exactly. you know what I mean? And then you're not stretching yourself thin because, because you're not having to learn all the things. You're just very focused on this specialty item that you offer. Um, right. So tell me a little bit about, I know you said you took a course. Um, like how did taking a course as a new VA or a mom wanting to start a VA business, how does taking a course help moms who are just wanting to start their online business as a virtual assistant? Well, first of all, I knew that I didn't have the time to as a single mom working full time at the time I was still going for uh, going to school online. And I was like, I don't have time to try to piecemeal all this information together. I need to go to the source that knows exactly what they're talking about. And also some, and somewhere where there's a community that if I have questions I can go to. And, uh, and also when you invest in yourself like that, like investing in a VA course, one, it puts you in a position where, okay, I just spent all this money. I need, this needs to happen. And, and two, uh, two, it also gives you that accountability. Like, okay, I did this. Um, and I, I, I want this, this is what I'm going to go for. And three, it gives you that confidence in yourself that you've, you know, you've invested in yourself. You, you know, that you're worth learning more into taking that jump into, you know, um, taking the leap out of your full-time job or, or, um, even just making some extra income or something. So, so when you invest in a course like that, you're saying to yourself that I believe in myself. And just by making that one step and in investing in a course, that was the, that changed my life because otherwise I would just be Googling like, Oh, virtual assistant videos for the rest of my life. Exactly. Without hey, actually I've been there. I totally get the whole trying to piece everything together right. in the DIY route, but you know what? You end up having to like take a million steps back when you try to do it that way, just for saving a little bit, you know, but I like how you said, you know, yes, it can be an upfront investment, but when you take mm -hmm. a VA course, it's kind of getting rid of all the overwhelm. You're already a busy mom. You don't have time to go through all the information because right. yes, you can get a lot of the information online for free. Right. Um, but 
but why not take a course that has every single thing that you need in there from you know, from pinpointing your service to start setting up your business the right way right. to how to manage all the projects. And exactly. like you said, you start getting overwhelmed, how to manage all the projects, your time, the income, there's taxes, all of this different stuff that goes along with it. And then how to continue to make money without working more. You know what I mean? So that's amazing. I like how you said that, yes, it's an investment, but it's a one-time investment that they're going to teach you how to book clients and it's going to pay for itself, you know, pretty exactly. quickly and save you all that time from having to piece it all together. And what do they call it? Like the duct tape route or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, And, um, and I totally, I completely agree with that. And it's not a fee. It's an investment. And that's what it is. You're investing in your future. You're investing in your dream. You're investing in the flexibility to be able to go on field trips or if you need to take, or if you need to be home, you can still work while your kids are sick. And so it gives you that flexibility or even, uh, even you, Lauren, you, uh, you homeschool and that gives you the freedom to be able to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, sometimes though, I'm like, what in the world am I doing? But still, if you want to homeschool, you don't have to, so no pressure. But if you want to, that is there for you. That flexibility is there for you. Absolutely. So online business mom, if you haven't went there, onlinebusinessmom.com has so many resources. If you're wanting to start your VA business, go ahead and check it out. So my next question for you, Melanie, is... And, and I'm sure this kind of will cover the whole overwhelm part is how are you able to balance your time as a single mom, a sole breadwinner, and now as a business owner and deal with that mom guilt too, you know? Oh yeah. Well, first of all, I'm going to say it's day by day. I'm ruining them for life. They're scarred. They need their, you know, I'm not the only one who has thought that. No, no, no. (laughs) And, and that's, that's even now. And, um, and before when I first started and I knew that this is what I wanted to do, there were a lot of late nights and I'm not going to lie. Sometimes there still are, but now, but now I, I have the flex, I've been able to pick up my daughter almost every single day from school now. And, you know, I've, Um, and her and I have open conversation. She is only six, but she, I talk to her a lot about what I do that I get to work from home. And, and this last week in California, the power was out. (laughs) I don't know if anybody was a part of that big, great California power outage. Um, but I, um, but I was able to take a whole day off and not have to worry about it and spend it with her. Um, but for, as for time management, I, there's a few things that I do. I ha- I use Trello for everything for my personal to do list. Yeah, yep. me too. I'm <laughs> going through my checklist for this episode on Trello right now, so I totally get it. <laughs> I I complete. That's how I stay organized for everything. So I have um like a master to do list, um business personal, everything. And then, and then I have a paper planner where I kind of block out my day where I, well, I'll say, okay, I, my daughter is in school by eight 30. Uh, I'm going to start work by nine 30. So I have some time to either do some errands or work out in the morning. And then from nine 30 until I have to leave at two 30 to go get her from school. Um, that is my work block. That is the time that I have to do work. And then in that time I'll schedule, um, I'll schedule any, um, interviews that I have, any uh, client work that I have to do. And so I, 
I seriously recommend batching your tasks, which is another great thing about niching down is because one day can be for Pinterest management. One day can be that's the day you schedule for Tailwind. The next day is the day that you create all of your graphics. Or, or even if you're a VA, this is the, this is the day that I'm going to do email management. This is the day that, you know, and just batch all of your tasks together. So you don't have to shift that mindset every time you're going to a new task. And, and as a VA, sometimes it's a little challenging to do that because you are doing it all. So um, what I would do is I would batch it by client and each client would have their own day so that I could focus on um, not having to shift gears with that client. So that's kind of what I would, that's kind of how I've been able to manage that. And then when, when I pick my daughter up until about dinner time or, you know, after dinner time, um, I, when I pick her up, I turn off the radio and I, and that's her time. Her and I chat, we're driving home, we're singing, you know, we're chatting and we're talking we get home, we do homework. And so like, it's, you want to have dedicated time. And I'm not going to lie. There are days where it's really challenging to stay off of my phone. It's really challenging. Yeah. To One minute, them. honey, you know, give me a second or I'll be yeah. there in a minute. We all yes. deal with that. So thanks for yeah. mentioning that one as well. <laughs> And, but it's also okay for your kids to see you busy. It's okay for your kids to see you have a life outside of them. And that's part of the mom guilt is, and I, I have to tell myself this every single day that it is okay to sometimes have to work late nights or times where you're like, you know, I'm going to need you to play by yourself for a little bit because I have a big project that I have to get out because they know. And then I, they understand that you're doing it for them and you have to, and you just have to explain that, that this is, this allows me to be able to go on field trips with you. This allows me to be able to pick you up from school every day. When I, when last year I couldn't, you would be in school until six o'clock at night. So, you know, I can pick her up at three o'clock when she's out every day. And, you know, so there's, there's times when it's rough and you feel guilty, like, you know, you're, you're not spending enough time with their kids or you're too, you're behind your phone too much, but there's different freedoms that entrepreneurship, that virtual assisting gives you. So it's, you just have to give yourself a break because really you're, you have to take care of yourself first. Cause if you're in a job that you hate, if you're doing something that you don't love to do, if you're not giving yourself what you need, you're trying to pour from an empty cup and that's just not going to work. And it shows in your, your, you know, yep. your motherhood too. It shows in your parenting because you're stressed out and everything. Not saying entrepreneurship does not have its own fair share of stresses, oh, yeah. but you like, it will show in that, you know what I mean? And I love that because, and I'm, before I started this recording, I said, okay, give me 30 minutes, please. Because if you come in here, I'm going to have to edit it all out and stop the recording and try to think long-term, you know what I mean? And I like how you said that, think long-term, because a lot of times once we start our entrepreneurship journey, our kids forget what it was like to be stuck at, you know, safe key or daycare. They forget yeah. because now they have all the goodness, but you have to keep reminding them of, Yes. what it could look like though. Like if I don't make my online business work, I'm going to have to go back to a nine to five and you're going to be stuck in daycare. Yeah. And so that's good to continuously when they're little, you know what I mean? Like yeah. even six, you still have to remind them, you know, or taking vacations exactly. and all of that stuff. So I love that. Thank you. Go ahead. 
Oh, and I was just going to say that the, the foundations that I'm building now and that you're building now in your business, it's, you know, the first few years of business are going to be hard. And that's just the reality, no matter what business you start. But once you lay that foundation, once you start generating income and even some passive income and start doing those things, then you're building a foundation. So when they're older, you can, you can step away for a week or two at a time, let your business run itself. Maybe eventually your goal is to have a team. Maybe your goal is to just have enough course or if you create courses or passive income where you don't always have to be in the trenches in your business. So it's a lot of hard work at first. I'm not going to lie. You start a business and you know, you're it for a long time. And so that's where the challenge comes in. But that's building a foundation for the rest of your life to be able to have more freedom and flexibility and some more time off. I love it. Those are some awesome like pointers and takeaways completely. And I love that you touched on this whole mom guilt and even, you know, time management and all that stuff. Because I see this question come up in the online business mom community is like, Am I the only one who works at night or am I the only one, you know, who works at this time or when exactly do you guys all work? Because is there like a specific way that I'm supposed to be doing this? You know what I mean? And you get a whole bunch of different comments. Some moms work better at this time. Some moms do better at this time. We all have different age children as well. You know, some might have newborns that take naps. Whereas us with the six-year-olds don't take naps anymore, you know, um, but you'll have time away while they're at school or, or even when you go to the gym and if they have like a childcare area or whatever, you know, that's your me time to be able to just kind of recoup and relax, even if you don't like working out, because I'm not a big working out person, but hey, putting my kid at the gym for two hours so that I could just take a class and feel like, you know, like you said, put into myself or whatever, so that I can be good for her. Because if we don't take care of ourselves, we're not going to be good for our children either, or for our clients and our business, you know? Exactly. So thank you so much on touching that. And the last question I want to ask you before we get into some of your awesome offers that you have for our listeners is as a Pinterest manager, I know you, your niche client is bloggers right so can you give us an idea though as a pinterest management what your day-to-day looks like as far as the services like um how does a pinterest manager look like for specifically a blogger versus someone else well i'm gonna take you from when i start with a client and then moving forward because i like to so what i like to do is i like to see what um my you know it kind of, it differs with each client depending on what they already have established. So the first step that I do is see, what do you already have in place? Are you on Pinterest already? Or do you, how established are you in your blog? And then I go through the back end and I go through everything with a fine tooth comb. And then I see, and then I look for areas of improvement. Is everything optimized with SEO on the blog side? Are there Pinterest images integrated into the blog? It do Are there keywords in each of the, the uh, boards for Pinterest. And so I go through all of those things that some people don't either know about or overlook. And, um, and I go through some of those really important things. And then I come up with areas of improvement. And then I come up with an action plan. And from that action plan, we we hop on the phone for sometimes an hour and we'll sit down and we'll strategize and we'll and um, what I like to get my clients on is a schedule where okay, at the 
you know, the third Monday of every month, you have to have all of your blog posts to me for the next month so that we can create images, we can optimize, we can schedule everything out. So not only it saves time for my client in the, in the long run, but it also saves time for me too, so that we can have a schedule. So we'll create a content calendar and then we'll get all of, all of the images created and um, we'll optimize everything and then we'll create new boards and things like that based on um based on the new content if they don't have something already and then uh, and then we schedule them out and then it's depending on packages so they some some people have packages that schedule up to 800 times a month and then sometimes people have scheduling that's only 200 times a month and it really just depends on the needs of the client if they're just starting out or if they're a little bit more advanced and they're looking for somebody to just completely take over and I know we talked about, you know, and I've heard this before because I used to just kind of lump it into social media, but Pinterest isn't really a social media place. It's an actual search engine. And you mentioned that, yes. like people go there to search for something. I know when I want to make dinner and I need a recipe to use butternut squash, like I'm searching for <laughs> something. I would exactly. search it into Google and guess what? Google pops up with Pinterest posts. Do you know what yep. I mean? So I... Pinterest is like, what do they call it? Like a monster of itself. And that's why mm -hmm. I know people say, oh, I can handle Pinterest. But I liked how you dived into that like very quickly because there are so many moving parts. They're like you said, yes. optimizing boards, SEO, keywords. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I don't use keywords on my Facebook page because it's not in. No. Pinterest is not a social media place. It is like a Google. It is a search mm -hmm. engine. So you want to be found and keep going up to the top like you would your website, right? It's, um, and it is, it's a visual search engine and that's really what it is. And, and people go on there with intention. They don't go on there to, see, to catch up with their friends or to see, they go on there to find, to to discover something. So a lot of the time things that they don't even realize they they're looking for. So, uh, so for example, even businesses, um, and it's not just food recipes and, and home decor, people go in there to look for how to SEO my website, how yeah. to use Pinterest, how to, what is a virtual assistant? People yeah. are on there uh, to discover people like, any, any business, I think, should be on Pinterest. Um, whether or not you use a blog, that's a huge question. But you don't need a blog, but it definitely helps. Absolutely. I mean, like you said, it's not just dinner recipes. It probably started off that way where we're like, hey, Pinterest moms, you know what I mean? But whenever I have a question like, you know, how to get more followers on this platform or mm -hmm. how to increase engagement in my group or something like that. You know what I mean? What, whatever question you have as a business owner, you can pop it into Pinterest right. and you will get that. So I love that. Um, so I know we've been talking a lot about moms who are wanting to start their business, mm -hmm. but I want to just take a second and say, if you're watching this or listening to this right now, and you have been looking like you're just listening to this because you saw, hey, Melanie Fountain, Pinterest manager. I have been looking to hire a Pinterest manager. You know, this time is for you to see everything that Melanie has to offer. And I want to go ahead and just take a second to talk to you about the great promotions that she has going on. And she actually has a freebie called the 10 ways to boost your blog for Pinterest. And then you just actually launched a Pinterest crash course, which is Pinterest 101, right? Tell us, 
take a minute to tell us about what this course offers. So it's, it's a mini course that's really going to just get to the point and let you know what you need to set up an optimized Pinterest account, what, um, how to create uh, an optimized image, how to, opt how to keyword optimize your boards, what is Pinterest SEO and how do you SEO your Pinterest? Like I thought it, I thought I'm just going to go on there for recipes. So, uh, so it's really just, there's going to be uh, six modules and it's just going to, uh, in each module is just going to really dive into what you need to know for Pinterest. And then for, uh, and then I, there's also a bonus in there and it's a SEO your blog for Pinterest where you're going to get a Trello board. It's going to teach you how to, uh, how to track your performance, how to track your keywords and save some time too. I love that. And I love how you threw Trello in there. You know what I mean? Because it's just, it will get you all organized yeah. while you're going through the course. So that is amazing. And um, I know we talked about like the freebie. What exactly would this 10 ways to boost your blog for Pinterest? What can someone expect to walk away? I know it kind of says it in the title, but maybe <laughs> you can just touch on that. Sure. And then that's, that's just a free guide to kind of a, what is this? Like what dimension should my Pinterest image be in? What is a keyword? Kind of just answering some of those, those uh, common questions and, and just so to answer a lot of the most common things. Um, what is, uh, why it, why would you need SEO for Pinterest and, you know, kind of how to stay organized too. And may, and there's also some, some tools in there, um, for your blog. So, um, I, I always recommend a couple different tools that you'll find out in there as well. So that free guide definitely sounds amazing for someone who's just getting started. But if you're really wanting to make Pinterest work for you mm -hmm. and whether you have, I would say whether you have a blog or a business, but that crash course, the Pinterest 101, even if you're not ready to hire a Pinterest manager and you're like, hey, maybe I can do Pinterest by myself, you know, that <laughs> Pinterest 101 course sounds like a great opportunity to just get you started on rocking it with Pinterest. And then, of course, if you want some extra help in there, she would go in there and do all of the good stuff for you. Let's find out where we can connect with you. Where you can find me right now is on uh, Facebook, and that's um, Melanie Fountain Virtual Support. You can find me on uh, Instagram, uh, Pinterest, of course, and then my website is MelanieFountain.com. So I'm I'm kind of on all the different platforms, but where you where you'll find the most tips, where you'll find the most um, uh, live videos, and where we dive into Pinterest, and you're going to really learn how kind of get a crash course on Pinterest um, from me directly is Facebook. And I'm actually in the middle of um, a class right now in my Facebook page, but you can also join my Facebook group. It's the same as the freebie SEO, your blog for Pinterest. And what, and we, uh, and we have promo days. We, we have questions. Um, we talk about, um, and then we give, uh, we learn from each other. And I learn a lot from all of you every day because all of you have these situations. And I think to myself, I haven't come across that one yet. And then that, and that gives me an opportunity to kind of, I'm one of those people I'm like, I don't know, but let's figure it out. And we just dive in yeah. deep and figure out how to do it. I love that. I love your attitude. That's so awesome. We're going to link to her freebie guide. We're going to link to that Pinterest 101 crash course and then all of the awesome platforms that you can find Melanie and connect with her some more. So my favorite question to ask our guests is what is one thing you would love to leave our audience with? 
So that if they could remember anything from this entire episode, what is that one takeaway you want to give them? I'm gonna I'm gonna quote Nike on this one. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> just just follow your dreams. If you're a mom, your kids are gonna be better off seeing you happy. And and I know you said one thing, but it kind of goes hand in hand with that to you don't have to have everything in place to follow your dreams. I'm a blog and Pinterest manager. I don't even have a really active Pinterest, but I've been able to trial and error and work with really awesome clients. So you don't have to have everything in place to take the leap and follow your dreams. Just if you have the skills and the passion and the drive, just do it. I love that. I love that. And if I had known that a long time ago, I probably would have taken that advice because so many times we just spend on, well, I don't have it perfect yet. I don't have everything set in place yet, but it's like, you know what? It's okay. Just trial and error. Just tweak it as you go. You know what I mean? So I love that. Just do it. Just take the leap. Just dive in because if you don't do it now, you're probably going to regret it later. So right. just do it. Do you it now. You learn by doing. You learn by yeah. doing. So Absolutely. Well, I just want to thank you so much, Melanie, for being our special guest today. Again, this was you taking us on your journey on how you went from the corporate world into virtual assistant and now Pinterest manager. And again, if you want to grab her promo freebie or her paid course and connect with her on all the different social media platforms, and we'll go ahead and link those along with this episode. And we'll catch you later. Thanks, Melanie. Thank you so much, Lauren. This was great. Thank you for listening to the Online Business Mom podcast. This episode has been brought to you by our sponsor. If you love this episode, subscribe to our podcast and leave a review so moms just like you can get the support they need. Now head over to onlinebusinessmom.com where you can join the community, receive free resources, and get supportive training to start and grow a profitable online business. I'm your host, Lorenz Schuyler, and I'll see you next time.